Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, decoms, and music, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Uh, Becca's in a bad mood, everybody. You are! Tell them why. I'm not. <laughs> yes. I'm not. You literally went on a rant. You flipped a table. <laughs> you cursed me out. I just, just wish that when my favorite band in the world DMs people and chooses them for things, that they would choose me just one time instead of the same person. So how how are time. they? I meant to ask you this, but how are they choosing who they're choosing? Like randomly, it's it's people that are like big fan accounts or that have a big following. Oh, so or like that are like very very active people. So it's like Paramore Lover twenty five handle is getting it. Yeah, okay. like my Twitter is my personal Twitter. It's not like okay, a Paramore only Twitter. So maybe that's why. But probably frustrated. Well, like I said before, at least someone's announcing something. Unlike Miley Cyrus. Who right, I feel like everyone and their mummy is announcing a tour. <laughs> Summer tour. And yet today, Miley. we got, what did we get today? She Today, her Instagram said, I'm so happy to announce, and my heart flipped a little bit, and I clicked more, and it was a self-tanner partnership. <laughs> what is she doing? I'm furious. Goddamn Beyonce can announce a tour before Miley. Do you know how much of an accomplishment that is to get Beyonce to do anything? Right. <laughs> so we're going to make another prediction. When do you think a tour announcement will come, and when are the dates, you think? At this point, like, I feel like she's waited too long. If it's going to come, it's going to have to be in, like, the next month or so, but it'll have to be, like, an August-September tour. Yeah. Like, I feel like to be as big of an artist as she is, she's missed the mark for, like, a June-July. Maybe she was going to, and then she, you know, because it's all about scheduling venues and all that stuff, and a lot of people are going on tour now. So... We'll see. We'll keep you updated um, because I, we better be there. We better we, we better be sent. Be we better be sent one of those emails. You're like, we want you to have a special seat. We know she listens. Well, I know who does listen. Jamie Lee Curtis. And do you want to tell you the why? Freaking yes. No, you so, you explain. Um, a little plug for our latest ep- our previous episode called we can't be tamed we talked about the biggest disney scar scars disney star scandals and during the episode we talked about how jamie lee curtis commented about miley cyrus's vanity fair cover um comparing it to when (laughs) jamie lee curtis posed topless on aarp magazine so lo and behold the friday we released the episode jamie lee curtis on her instagram uploads the said cover we talked about in our episode and talked about the impact and the backlash she received posing for AARP magazine. I said, yeah. Okay. It's one thing <laughs> if she just randomly posted this, but another thing that she posted it mere hours after we released it. Hours. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts. I'm just saying it was really funny. And she listens. I know Disney channel listens. They've, they've seen our Instagram at least. So I know they perused. Hey, all right. I'm. Ga- Can we get a Disney Channel official comment on our, on our coverage of their scandals? Yeah. Any comment? Would you like to comment? 
Um, well, you know what I want to be commented on? These Disney 401 stories. All right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big full week yes. of news, apparently. So let's get into it. Disney 411. All right. First things first, we have some podcasting news coming from the mouths of our favorite Disney Channel stars. We have two. Um, we have two announcements, and one of them is Christy Carson Romano and the cast of Even Stevens, the guy who played Donnie and the guy who played Beans, are starting an Even Stevens rewatch podcast oh called God. Even More Stevens. And on the other end of Disney Channel, we reported this before, but now we got an official trailer. Of It is now officially confirmed Jennifer Stone, who played Harper, and David DeLuise, who played the dad on Wizards of Waverly Place, are also starting a rewatch podcast called Wizards of Waverly Pod. And they released a trailer. And guess who's on the first episode, like I predicted? Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez herself. Oh, my God. You're kidding. So... We got two Disney Channel rewatch podcasts. I always said there's when the trend started happening of rewatch podcasts, I said it's just going to take a matter of time before Disney Channel does one. And it's not. A, I still it's not associated need with Disney. no running in my podcast. No running in my podcast. <laughs> That's what I need the most. Um, it's obvious these aren't obviously uh, associated with Disney, but I'm just saying. But I'm, now I'm worried that if we get more Disney Channel like podcasts. Less and less stars will be willing to come on ours. <laughs> come on. Because <laughs> they're going to reveal all their secrets on their podcast. I know. We'll just have to be listening. Like, we could have gotten Selena Gomez on no, ours. I don't know. You never know. Will you be tuning in? I think I'll for sure be listening to Wizards of Waverly Pod. I don't know enough about even Stevens to really... Yeah dive into that world but i'll be curious to see how it goes it'd be fun to um yeah i'll definitely listen to the selena gomez one um and maybe i'll re-listen to episodes that we've covered um when they get to them because i think that'd be fun yeah because they're and in both podcasts they're gonna have stars come on who were on the show and producers and directors and stuff like that so definitely be tuning in to those and give it a listen and yeah good for them Welcome to the welcome to the club. Um, we gotta follow them on our social media so we can so we know we're watching them. Maybe a collaboration. Anyway, uh, Maybe. speaking of new, I don't have a segue for this. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, Jonas Brothers. Here we go. The Jonas Brothers' forthcoming sixth album features elements of classic '70s pop and Americana with a modern age. Uh, ahead of the band's January 30th Hollywood Walk of Fame star dedication ceremony. At the ceremony on Monday, the brothers revealed that the album is due May 5th and will be accompanied by a tour. So get another tour coming. We are excited to announce that our new album, the album, will be coming out May 5th, Nick Jonas said. Boo! That name. (laughs) I hate that name. Nick Jonas? No, the album. Oh, yeah. Uh, And we can't wait to see you all on tour later this year. So, (laughs) the album. Let's talk about it. Why? Do they have a deadline to turn everything in? Well, another boy genius, which is Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker just announced their first album, and it's called The Record. And then the Jonas Brothers just did this. 
I don't understand. Please think of a name. Like the album. <laughs> they literally, they probably all got into a fight. And they said, fine, we'll just call it the album. And they're like, wait a second. That's genius. No, it's not. It's a placeholder name. Give us. How much, how much do you want to bet that that was um, Kevin's himbo suggestion? I don't know. Maybe it was Nick's because he thinks it's so artsy fartsy. <laughs> Uh, did you did you listen to the little clip they released? No. It's interesting. I like their last album. Yeah, I'm I think their new music is kind of hit and miss for me. Like I like some songs here and there, but I'm not as into it. Like a little bit longer, no skips top to bottom. Now this? now if this new album is anything like um Leave Before You Love Me, oh, it's a hit. <laughs> it is the album. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that it will be the album. So we got a tour announcement at least. Unlike Miley. somebody. <laughs> hint hint wink wink. Miles. You like she has sorry tangent. She has to be touring this year. There's no way. We have miles to go before that tour announcement. <sighs> Speaking of miles to go, this next story has so has had so many detours and stops. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is our last story of Disney 411. All right. Here's something from the world of Hillary Duff. One of yep. the shows that Disney Plus planned on reviving from the Disney Channel was Lizzie McGuire, and Hillary Duff had signed up to star in it. The streamer had fans excited to see what Lizzie and her animated alter ego were up to all these years. However, things took a turn when the creator of the series, Terry Minsky, exited the reboot later that year. Duff said that the series was scrapped and not moving forward. Um, Hillary Duff made an appearance on Watch What Happens Live, and the host, Andy Cohen, asked Hillary if she would still consider doing the Lizzie McGuire revival if it lived up to her vision. This is what Hillary Duff had to say. She said, of course. Hesitant to answer Andy Cohen about the main sticking point for the show not getting picked up, she said, Disney Plus was very new, and I think they were figuring out theirs, dot, 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 and we're figuring figuring out ours, dot, 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 and I am optimistic. Okay. (laughs) what do we think you and i have talked about this a a lot already but this is a big turn because i am optimistic is not phrasing that she has used before yes like every interview since then has pretty much been like i was really excited about the project but it's definitely dead Mm -hmm. and that's all there is to it And, I mean, she is right in that when that was announced, like, Disney Plus was fresh on the scene, and, like, all we knew we were getting was, like, The Mandalorian. Yeah. So, I, like, it truly has changed so much. So, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe they were more open to some negotiations. Yeah. But I don't want to get my hopes up either. Oh, I, we've... (laughs) We've been turned around, flipped upside down so many times about this. And, like, at this point, it says, don't tell me, don't tell me it's raining when a dog is pissing on my foot. (laughs) Disney Plus is treating me like I am a glass ketchup bottle and they are trying to get the last ketchup out of me. They are shaking me. They are smacking me. They are turning Um, me over. But I will say it is interesting Um, Because some people commented on it that usually when, like you said, she was asked, she would say point blank, oh, yeah, well, Disney didn't want to do adult stuff we did and yada, yada, yada. But when she was asked this time what happened, she was like, she was like, um, mm." so I think that means she's in contact with them again. 
I, I think that's a possibility. Um, I don't know. Hillary, you need to spillery doff right now. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Like I said, I'm not putting all my bags in no. that basket. I I can't. I've been too burned by this <laughs> shit. I can't. We what's what's the saying? Fool me once, shame on shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not getting fooled for a third time. Mm-mm. I won't do it. I won't. Not after it. I begged on my hands and knees on Twitter for Hulu to pick up the series, <laughs> and they never did. I think. This is, it's an interesting answer she gave. Very vague than what she has been doing. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, I don't think that in like any normal context, her giving this answer would mean anything, but it's just the fact that it's such a tone shift from what she's been saying for the past like two years now. If this was the first time she said anything after the initial cancellation, I'd be like, eh. But the fact that she was very blatant about it about why it got canceled and now is not being so means that basically I think the mouse is giving out the old money (laughs) and they're trying to come to terms with what's going on. (laughs) I think, um, I think if we know anything, we'll know by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, well, if, if Disney plus is taking requests, I would love for them to go ahead and put house of mouse on there. Okay. You know what? I have Mickey on speed dial. <laughs> Mickey? Yes? House of Mouse? No? Okay. I just I don't know why that's either. not on there. I don't either. I have not a clue. I was, and it used to be my favorite show. I was going to say, maybe it's the rights, but <laughs> what, what kind of rights um, disparity can they have? Anyway, all right. Well, I don't know. I heard Gaston was holding out on him. Right. So. He goes... No one negotiation. No one negotiates like Gaston. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. That's the end of our four on one. What are we talking about all today? Right. Well, speaking about the Mouse House needing money, um, today we're talking about the show that single handedly keeps the lights on at Disney Channel these days. Y- hey, Jesse. Ugh. Yes. Yes. We're back in the yeah. 2010s. Back in the 2010s. We're talking about the very first episode of Jesse, but you know, we love to do here when we talk about a brand new show um, on our pod, we like to, you know, give a history lesson, or as we have to call it, history lesson. Um, all right, so Jesse premiered on September 30th, 2011, and ended October 16th, 2015. It is created by Pamela Ellis O'Connell, wasn't the creator, but the executive producer of the Sweet Life franchise which is how Debbie Ryan fits into all this and the history behind this show that Disney loves to loves to rerun every time. The series was created by Pamela Ellis O'Connell. She had previous experience with the nanny sitcom formula, starting her career as a writer on this series, Charles in Charge and serving as co-executive producer of the nanny. Before working with Debbie Ryan on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, so hence, again, how Debbie Ryan fits into all this, O'Connell said to have had developed Jesse specifically to showcase Debbie Ryan's talent. Uh, Debbie Ryan explained how the concept originated. She said, O'Connell and I were throwing ideas back and forth when The Sweet Life was coming to an end, and the show came up with, and she came up with this. Um, I was absolutely captivated. 
the Dis- then Disney looked at the script and the showrunner and myself, and they were like, awesome, we like it. You're on in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, do you want to know what the, uh, the president of Disney Channel, Gary Marsh, had to say at the time? Oh, of course, because I know he ranted and raved okay. about another show that we... Right. Don't lie. Okay, this is what Gary Marsh had to say. It's been thrilling to watch Debbie grow from an unknown actress to one of our top stars. Debbie is a talented young act- actress who connects to a wide fan base because she's genuine, relatable, and aspirational all at once. Our viewers have followed her from the Sweet Life on Deck to 16 Wishes, and we're pleased to be working with her again. So, they loved what they saw with Debbie Ryan, and they specifically yeah. wanted to spit her off. I mean, Debbie Ryan is very much like an every girl, you know, like she's the kind of girl that like you could see on the street yeah. in any any town, any place. Interesting that that no, I was going to say, is this one of the first Disney Channel shows to have a star already already be on another show? And now they're a completely different character, not the character from the other show. But Jason Dolly did that. Um, yeah. So, but I will say, I think this is at the time the oldest um, lead of a Disney Channel show. Um, it wasn't. No. It wasn't like a fourteen-year-old or a thirteen-year-old. I think Debbie Ryan was eighteen, seventeen when she started I mean, in season one. Jesse is like fully the the whole story is that Jesse is is moving to New York on her own. Yeah. So she has to be 18. eighteen at the least. Yeah, and at some point she gets engaged on the show. There's a huh? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm reading it right now. It was the first Disney Channel engagement. Wow, I bet it's to that doorman. Oh, the doorman, the doorman. They have they have the sparks. They do have the sparks. And if you don't think they do, um, they're going to hammer it over, you, over it for you. <laughs> so the show was um, watched by 4.63 million viewers on the first night. And, of course, we like to say, is this the first episode they filmed? Yes. Yes. This I is so. yes. This is the a very good introduction of a TV show. You know, Disney Channel. Sometimes you just get plopped into the world, <laughs> and you have to play catch up. But oh lordy, every line in well, this. Well, the way that it, the way that the concept begins is very much like, yee! <laughs> it no. grabs you and just yanks you into oh, it immediately. Yeah. Well, what I'm but saying is, usually it's there, kind of yeah, like a gradual. Oh, that has to be where that character's from. It's very yeah, there is high. At least some setup and introduction. Well, every setup and introduction is not um, situational; it's conversational. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like she literally is like, "Hi, my name's Jesse. I'm from Texas, and when I was growing up, I was in a I was a military brat. Who can you believe that? Now that I'm in the big city, trying to be yeah. an actress, ah." I love, I mean, so the basic concept of the show is that this girl, Jessie, once again, putting Debbie Ryan as the girl moving from a small middle of nowhere backwoods hick ass town. Yeah. Is Debbie Ryan even from? I guess that really works for her. (laughs) Is Debbie Ryan even from Texas? Where is Debbie Ryan from? Okay. She's from, she's from Alabama. Okay. So yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, wait, this is very interesting. I, I think Jessie is kind of based off Debbie Ryan. She's born in Alabama. Her father's job um, as a civilian consultant to the U.S. military required the family to move to numerous places around Europe. Um, And when they returned to U.S., they settled in in Texas. So. Interesting. There you go. I didn't know we were watching (laughs) an autobiography. (laughs) 
And then Debbie nannied for an insane family for four years. Uh, well, if Jesse got engaged to the to the drummer from like twenty two helicopter flyers, I'd be a little suspicious. Yeah, it's, but but yeah, I, it was a hit out of the gate. It was the network's most watched premiere on a Friday night since two thousand and eight, and that's when the Sweet Life on Deck premiered. So, and for some reason, Disney Channel always replays this, from what I know. And it's always... This is like one of the only shows that's run has ended that is still syndicated on the Disney Channel right now. it's always... If you look on the the trending pages on Disney+, Plus, it is always there. Which is so interesting to me, because I feel like when you think of iconic Disney Channel shows, you think of the ones with fantastical concepts, like... Yeah. Psychic kid, pop star double life, kids who live in a hotel, wizards. And then this is just like, girl has job. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all. But not just any is. job. She's a nanny. She's a nanny. It's very funny that the person who created this had so many previous works with nanny like shows. Yeah. Imagine Friends. That's funny. I will say, Debbie Ryan could do Jesse. Debbie Ryan could not do the nanny. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but I would love to see Fran Drescher as Jesse. <laughs> That'd be great. She's oh, an iguana. Iguana. <laughs> All right, are we ready to get into the episode? Yeah, I guess we should get into it. So, so we begin with Jesse, and she is in a cab, and she is talking. She's conversationalizing her entire backstory. <laughs> Literally, I at some driver. point I thought she was going to give away her um social security number. <laughs> she's like, "Well, the story is that like I moved from here and we lived here and then she like when she's talking about her dad being in the military and she's like when I wanted when I told him I wanted to New York, he blew his flat top." I don't huh. like. I don't understand. <laughs> Are you talking about his haircut? Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of, so this comes in, the only, I I don't know the show at all, so I don't know if this comes back, but the only reason they put in this, I guess it's to be like, Jesse can be tough on the kids, just like her dad was tough on her. She's a drill sergeant, but she's not. She doesn't, and it's awkward (laughs) when we get to that point. She's not a drill sergeant. She wears Toms. Yeah, she's a giver. She bought a pair of Toms, and that went to someone else. But then I like she's talking to this cabbie about how she moved to the city to pursue her dream. And she's like he pulls the door closed on her like he doesn't want to hear it. And then she realizes that someone, I guess, stole her wallet. And she's like, "Ooh, can I pay you in lip gloss and mints? And then he which then the cabbie proceeds to physically (laughs) assault her out of the cab onto the sidewalk, followed by. Her suitcase, which falls open, and and for someone who moved from Texas to New York, that one little suitcase. Well, she's probably waiting on like the rest of her stuff. But where? But where she did? From what it seemed like, she has no place to live. True, and she has no job. <laughs> yeah, girl, what are you doing? Like, where is she going? I would flip my um, <laughs> um, military cut too. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jesse, what's your plan here? Right. I need a. I know. I know you want it to be a party every day, but the party has to <laughs> well, have a location. Right. 
the party has to have a roof over its head <laughs> and more than one outfit. But yeah, so then we get introduced to the doorman who maybe they get engaged down the line. I think so. They set up sparks with him immediately. He's like, wow, you must have been a really bad tipper. But the doorman's name is Tony, Tony? of course. His name's Tony. Why, do I, why did I remember that? Because <laughs> it's the, it's very stereotypical New York. His name's Tony. He's a doorman. Tony. And, and then we also see a woman um, running and screaming out of the building, followed by this little girl whose name I forget. Her name's, she's played by Sky Jackson. Her name is Zuri. That's right. Um, and uh, when Jesse's suitcase falls open... She picks up a bra? a bra. I thought that was Nickelodeon's game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I said, oh, another bra joke. And then Jesse was, I don't understand that. I was the joke. So she obviously is flirting with the doorman or they yeah. um, are flirting with each other. And Zuri is like, Hey, you dropped your bra and Jesse's embarrassed. Well, she doesn't she doesn't say you dropped your bra. She's like, "Hey, you dropped this." Dropped this. And, and I don't Jesse's know. Jesse's like, "Oh, it's my it's a slingshot." So was that supposed to be played for I don't want this little girl to know what a bra is or was she embarrassed talking to the guy? I couldn't tell. I thought it was for the little girl because then I got it like I got a little laugh out of the girl immediately being like, "Ah, she doesn't know what a bra is." But yeah, I I initially thought Jesse was saying it's a slingshot. To be like, oh, it's inappropriate to tell a to girl. To this adult man. That it's a bra. And I said, it's a bra. It's not like it's, I don't know. I know. You dropped your like- condom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's a penny. <laughs> you know These what they say. New York are so street tough. You know what they say. Grab a penny, pick it up. All day long, you'll have good luck. Oh, <laughs> she doesn't know what a condom is. <laughs> Sorry, please. But Zuri's outfit in this first scene, I know this is all justice. All from justice. And Liberty and Zuri's outfits for all. It's like a little it's like a little blue shirt with like puffy sleeves that says peace on it, and the peace sign is like zebra print, and it's got a long sleeve under it that it's a different print. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um it's but a lot. Zuri asks what Jesse's up to, and Jesse says, Oh, I moved here. To follow my dreams because... Oh, because Zuri's... What are her dreams? To be an actress. Do we know? To be an actress. <laughs> okay. Um, but, well, because Zuri asked, do you want to be my new nanny? Because that was... The lady screaming out of the hotel was their former nanny. Mm-hmm. Um, cl- it's classic, classic, running the nannies off plot. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when Debbie Ryan is like, oh, I came out way to New York to pursue my dreams not to be babysitter. And Zuri's like, okay... And so we already know where this character is going to be. Yeah. Um, and so and then we she, get the theme song. Hey, Jesse, what do we think of the theme song? A bit of a snooze. It's sung by Debbie Ryan, which you'd think yeah. this is, okay, now Debbie Ryan's going to be a pop star. That never happened, which I'm glad for. I think the last, I think the last great Disney Channel theme song was Wizards of Waverly Place. And the last good and memorable one was Sunny with a Chance. Yeah. But, I mean, it's fine for what it is, but it's just, like, I don't know. It's it's kind of bland, and it, like, speaks to not the blandness of the whole show, because, like, I actually think the show is fine. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as, like, if I had to rank it out of, out of 10, 
It was. I think in the this middle. is the best show from the 2010s that we've watched so far. The theme song really just reminded me like this is kind of a more snoozeworthy, um, more sitcommy concept than <laughs> what what I'm used to. You know. Yeah. 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 Definitely no special effects needed. So then, Except for well, there's some special effects later. Though, oh, I'm sure God. we'll talk about. Uh, so then we <laughs> we get introduced to our main set, which is the penthouse. The mural of the children's faces on the wall had me howling. <laughs> scary, <laughs> scary, it's so scary. Um, but then we get introduced to like Jesse's like, oh, is this when we get to introduce to Mister Susical himself, Bertram? <laughs> yes. Bertram, yes. the guy who played Bertram was in the original cast of Suzical and Horton as Horton. <laughs> because she, um, Zuri's like, this is going to be our new nanny. And he's like, have you, are you going to poop on the floor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's she... like, no. And he's like, well, you've already passed the first round. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he's like, do I need an interview? <laughs> exactly. Goes, this is, I got to poop on the floor. I was very surprised because like immediately, I feel like Disney notoriously does not do bra jokes and they don't do poop jokes and within the first like eight minutes of the show we have both <laughs> what is that clip of debbie ryan i walked into disney's <laughs> office and i said let's make history she brought the bra you will put a poop joke on my show <laughs> she was like before i put this ink on this paper disney you will guarantee me a poop joke in the first 10 minutes and they were like okay, okay. <laughs> then we get the three other kids screaming Mm-hmm. And we get introduced to Emma, Luke, and Ravi. Luke, played by the Cameron late Cameron Boys. Um, and then we got uh, Peyton List playing Emma. And That's another name that sounds familiar. She is in currently, if you watch Cobra Kai, do you watch that? I do not. Uh, she Okay. Um, she's currently in that. She's also She was also in a DCOM. Oh. Bunked. Yeah, she's in Bunked. She is in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies, if you've seen those. I don't know what you've seen, so I'm kind of just shooting in the dark here. <laughs> but I would say... Oh my god, I know where I know her from. What? She was little girl playing on steps in Spider-Man 2. Oh, true fan. <laughs> I'm looking at her Wikipedia page right now. She was also in, apparently they did a crossover with the Jesse cast, did a crossover with the Ultimate Spider-Man, and they were animated. What? I'm scared. I'm scared of the power that <laughs> Jesse held at the Disney Channel offices. Um, Peyton List also played serial killer Eileen Warrenos in the movie Eileen Warrenos American Boogeyman, which was released to video on demand in 2021. Not bod. <laughs> anyway, and then we have um, Karin Barr playing Ravi, and then backtracking, Zuri is played by Sky Jackson, which we mentioned. I'm just, I'm just baffled by the subtitle American Boogie Woman for a film. <laughs> this is what I think of Jesse, American Boogie Woman. <laughs> Jesse is an American Boogie Woman. American Boogie Woman. And then we are also, well, we're introduced to the fact that these kids are hellions, basically. Like, they're all attacking each other. Ravi was just adopted from India a month ago, Yeah, we find out. Um, so he's probably in deep cultural shock. <laughs> and they're all just beating each other up. And then we're introduced to... Well, before um, we do that, before we get introduced to the parents, we get introduced to what Disney loves to do, make a very, like, eight-year-old have a big crush on the um, 17-year-old. I'm so sick of it. 
I'm so sick they of make it. it they, they love to do that. I don't know why. It's creepy. I don't either. It's creepy. It's weird. It's obviously never going to happen, but I think that they kind of want you to like root for the little boy anyway. <laughs> it's weird. No, it's weird. And then at one point in the episode, he thinks it's a date. I feel like with Zach and Maddie, it made a little bit more sense than this. Um, but <laughs> it's still weird. It's still it weird on the sweet weird. life. It is still weird. And they did it on that to Raven with Corey. Like at the very end of the episode, there's a point where you see Cameron boys kind of rub her back and it just. It's always <laughs> weird. And to Disney's defense, they never make it to where the older girls like, well, maybe except that one episode of the sweet life. Um, <laughs> But if we're talking about... I think weird. that was more maybe in another life than maybe tonight. But if we're talking about another plug, um, our old episode we did on Max Keeble. Max Keeble does this to the teacher, the subteacher. And Oh, no. Jo- well, it's Josh. Oh, yeah. No, it is Max Keeble. It is Max Keeble, Because yeah. when, when, when he's leaving and he's like, hit me yeah. up in Chicago. And she gives him that look. She lingers like... Her look says, maybe I I know. might. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. That's so funny. Um, um, but then we also get uh, Zuri says something. Jesse's like, "Do you guys fight in front of your parents like this?" And she's like, "Well, if they ever come up for air, because the and elevator then the elevator opens and they are kissing, like making and we get out. a Charles a Charles Chip Eston jump yeah, scare." I I was like, <laughs> "Any Nashville fans in the house?" I raised my hand. Any whose line is it anyway, Grillies? Oh uh, yeah. That's yeah. I um, I waited on him one time when I worked at McAllister's Deli. Was he nice? He was nice. Cool. That was like I, I tweeted him later and was like, I served you at McAllister's today, and he was like, Hey, thanks. Food was good or something like that. He goes, that. Hey, I got the wrong order. <laughs> he was like, Um, you spit in my soup. I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Charles Eston was there. Yep. And they play sort of. So we find out that. The dad is a famous director, and the mom is a famous movie star. And we find out because... <laughs> oh. The way it's delivered, Debbie Ryan turns to the butler man and is like, Oh my god, is that so-and-so and so-and-so? The famous director <laughs> and actress turned business mogul? Yeah. <laughs> she like she acts in the way, like she moves her hands in the Disney Channel exposition way. The Like, you know the way we say so? Raven moves her face every time she talks? Debbie Ryan moves her body every time she delivers yes, a line. She does. Like her shoulders, her hands. She's getting a workout in every and line this, delivery. This isn't a hate to Debbie Ryan, but Debbie Ryan does with her whole body what Raven can do with her eyebrow. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. Just I mean, hate. that's just the Raven of it all. We can't. I know. They can't all be um, <laughs> members of the Raven Simone Acting School. I know. So we kind of get established that these parents are like very in and out, like they're very busy all the time. And the daughter, the oldest daughter, I I can't remember any of the freaking kids' names. Emma. Emma has like a science fair project that's coming up and the parents are going to be able to go. Uh, They introduce Jesse. They're like, we want Jesse to be the new nanny. I don't remember what else happens in the scene. Well, then they said, well, oh, well, um, Zuri goes to the parents goes, hey, I found a nanny off the street. Can we keep her? And that's when the mom. Uh, well, and of course, we set up that the parents are stupid, especially the dad. Um, yeah. Putting his great whose line is in any way energy into the lines. 
But then the mom interviews Jesse and their secret service or whatever they have went through Jesse's all of Jesse's files and the only thing she ever did wrong was um, leave the lunch leave go go to the go to the hallway during lunch without a hall pass and that's when Jesse goes well you would too if um, armadillo was served armadillo doesn't go down well so now we're establishing again <laughs> the same thing that Hannah Montana loves to do is when you're and, from the, well, and the same thing that they did with Bailey on Sweet Life on Deck. Yeah, when they're from the South, apparently what you eat at school <laughs> is like a ham hog, armadillo, <laughs> and then and then you go to and then you go to lasso class after. And then your dad teaches you how to fly a helicopter. Well, I think that's more military. In between lessons, if it was Hannah Montana, she'd be like, "Oh, my daddy's done is uh, <laughs> teach me how to how to tie a hog." I hate. I just can't. What public school is serving children roadkill? No, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> like I don't understand like the the fixation on when Disney has a character from the South. They're all from the Deep South. They all love to go to the rodeo. <laughs> I know. Some of them have a country well, accent. Some of them don't. I mean, the stereotypes are stereotyping oh, on Jesse. Yes. Like, to the nth degree. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So because like, we find out, I think they set up later that Jesse is summoning all the kids from their different rooms and calling them down to dinner. And we find out that Zuri has like, she has an imaginary friend thing. And so she goes to open Ravi? Ravi's. Yeah, yeah. So, so after, so she gets the job, obviously. And yeah. <laughs> what if the mom's like, no, you may leave. The show's over. Bye, like, Jesse. Um, I can't do bathroom crimes. Right. So Jesse wants same day, and Jesse wants everyone to eat. I guess the oh, the mom and dad had to literally come in, do whatever they need to do, and leave to go shoot yeah. um another movie. So now Jesse has the job. Now it's her job to take care of the kids, and she wants them all to eat dinner as a family, which. As a nanny now, now she like lives there, is established. I'm like, you're a nanny, like just kind of do what you want to do. Well, I mean, thank God she has free housing. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, what was she gonna do? I was like, okay, but no, I'm saying it's like, let them eat in their rooms, like whatever. Yeah, and well, we get the reveal of like she goes to open Ravi's door and she's like, oh, is there gonna be some Im- imaginary monster behind the door? And it's just a big iguana. Iguana, Mr. Kipling. Um, which is apparently the only thing he brought with him from India. Yeah. And Zuri is mad because she's like, he can have that, but I can't have a pony. But you are in New York City. Where, where are you going to keep that pony? (laughs) Where? Upstairs. (laughs) Of course. So then we go to dinner and they're all talking. This one, everything kind of blows up in Jesse's face. Yeah. She, everyone gets upset at her, which I don't think they all overreacted, in my opinion. Um, she got mad at what, what? What was the inciting incident that got them all leaving? Well, she's basically just like, "Does anybody want to talk about their day?" Which is like, you knew these kids for two hours. Why would I tell you about my day? And then everyone's like, "No," and um, the oldest daughter is basically just like, "Well." This sucks, and no one's responding, so can I go to my room and work on my science project, which Jesse is like, fine. Um, 
And then Ravi is like, I can't leave Mr. Kipling alone because he gets upset. Yes. And then um, Cameron Boyce leaves because he's mad that their date didn't go well. Oh, he yeah. He backs out of the room and is like, he wore a tux to dinner, first yeah. of all. Yeah, because he said he said room. dinner was going to be their date. Their date, yeah. Yeah. And he's backing out of the room, like opening his tux, being like, you could have had all this. Which, like, while he is doing the most, and I appreciate his performance, why is he doing the most? He had, he knew <laughs> Disney can make or break stars, and he was going to make one. And then Jessie, it's just her and Zuri, yeah. and she says something to her, and then she's like, oh, well, of course, like, I'm saying this to a girl who thinks mermaids are real. Which the whole audience immediately goes, <gasps> like, it's the most offensive thing they've ever heard in their lives. You hear a faint, <laughs> you bitch, from the audience. <laughs> And Get then her out of here! Starts to, starts to oh, cry. Can we talk? Can we talk about the fake cry that Sky Jackson was doing for? In the reality of the show, Zuri's supposed to be heartbroken and crying. Sky Jackson just crunches up her face and literally just goes. <laughs> and she sounds like when Wendy Williams cries, like. <laughs> Uh, it was I laughed because I was like oh that is bad <laughs> but then she immediately is like and I don't know why they did this to her because none of her other lines sound like this she's like that's the last time I pull a nanny out from the gutter yes I, I was like too. why did they make her do that yeah why did you say gutter I caught that too I, my jaw dropped <laughs> Very, it is very. This show's very like we got this sassy, sassy like little girl. Mm -hmm. Um, there's no. Well, I guess the dumb one is Cameron Boys. I guess. I mean, they really just play into like, like at some point they have the Indian kids say this is harder than eating hot curry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like you can try a little bit harder (laughs) than that. Yeah, I think they try to make the daughter dumb. But I don't think completely works. Yeah. Or at least I mean, you they... love you love how like on Sweet Life on Deck they like legitimately tried with the Thailand episode, and then you have, well, this is like when I eat hot curry. <laughs> <laughs> like Disney, please read past the first line of the Wikipedia page about the culture you're writing a character about. I beg you. Anyway. <laughs> I don't have time. So something, well, if they're approving the show in August, they're putting it on the air in the fall. I guess not. Um, I I kind of zoned out for a second, but something happens where all of the kids. No, like, they all they're all pi- they're all pissed at Jesse, and they um, write a note that they're leaving. They're they're running away. Which why the, up until now they've got to run off every nanny. Why don't j- they just make Jesse's life miserable and run her off? Yeah. But no, now they're... I'd be like, no, this is my house. You are the one who is leaving. I am not <laughs> going to go. Well, because she calls the kids and no one answers. This is still the same day. So this is a really big day. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asks Bertram, where did the kids go? And they're like, oh, they left you this note. What does it say? And it says, we're running away. We hate you. <laughs> and that's exactly what... And she's like, oh, you're just exaggerating or something like that. And... They, she goes, hey, we're running away because we hate you. <laughs> I did laugh at this one. It's like, yeah. And they they put the H in Hick backwards. 
<laughs> which I laughed. I was, uh, that's funny. Yeah, I got a few little little chuckles out of this. So now, um, so that's when so Jesse goes down to try to find her, try to find them, and she asks Tony, the the bellboy, where they went. If you know anything. And apparently they are trying to fly their dad's helicopter on the roof. Like, yep. we see footage of them <laughs> in the helicopter trying to decide who gets to drive. Oh, the vehicular green screen on Jesse is abhorrent. Oh, it's really bad. <laughs> and then, I mean, Dis- Disney Channel will never have good oh, no. travel green screen. And we're just going to have to accept that. It's 2023 at this point. Yeah. It's part of the charm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, we love when, I mean, half the shows are made with duct tape and a piece of gum. And we love yeah. that. Um, so, but Jesse tries to stop them. And when we come back inside, Jesse's hair is all a mess. And the kids are laugh, laugh, laughing because it's revealed that they got like a few feet in the, air, in the air. And Jesse was just dangling from the, the bottom of the helicopter Her, trying to get them to stop. The wig they have Debbie Ryan in. <laughs> Teased. <laughs> Teased. Teased to let the tease to let God know. Cause they're all laughing at her hair. And then she kind of has her moment where she's like, Alright, that's it. Where you think she's gonna leave. But then she's like, drop and give me twenty. And they all do, which shocked me. Yeah, and Debbie Ryan is so Again, <laughs> if you love Debbie Ryan, I love that for you. I really do. But I don't dislike Debbie I Ryan. I don't dislike Debbie Ryan either. But you can't tell me that Debbie Ryan has any kind of authoritative qualities about her. And when she does it, it's not cringy. And she's just like, drop it, give me 20. <laughs> like like a little brat. <laughs> like I can't. And what then, about these children told you that they were, they literally were just dangling you from a helicopter yeah, and didn't I, care about your life at all. But you say drop it, give me 20. And they're like, oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. And then she goes up to Zuri and goes... That means the mermaid too, or whatever the mermaid. Which name is like, <laughs> which yeah, I guess means she's won her favor again. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just don't like. I just when and when. I mean, everyone knows that video of Debbie Ryan putting her hair back and the in Radio Rebel. We just get like, if that's the ten of a Debbie Ryan scale, some moments in um, this is probably like this episode probably is like a, a five on the Debbie Ryan scale. Yeah, her biggest moment she's completely facing away from the camera for, and it's uh, all Lady R. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get to that in a second. But she has a moment where, I th- I guess it's still in the same day, but she puts on different clothes? Yes. She goes into Ravi's room in the most 2011 outfit ever, like a baggy flannel, cropped pants, and Tom's. And he's playing a video game, and he's, like, getting frustrated. And she comes in with a snack for the the iguana. Yeah, I think I think now every scene is she has won over Zuri, so now she has to win over all the other kids. Yeah, basically. That's what that is. So now she's going to, like, each room and kind of trying to smooth things over. Yeah. And she, she, like, wins something some level at the video game. She helps him out. And he's excited, and he gets back to playing, puts on his headphones. She's like, I'm going to give the iguana... A snack. So she goes inside this little jungle gym cage that the iguana has, and the gate closes on her. And um, the little boy is playing video games, so he can't hear her screaming. And apparently, this iguana is violent. violent because we see Disney Channel 
make one animal appendage actually look like it's not a person with a plastic prop challenge. I will <laughs> like say when the little puppet hand. <laughs> I, I did. So I, I did. I did. And I did jump. I didn't expect. And they. I will say her, Mr. Kipling dragging Jesse out. I said, not Skinnamarink. Stop. You haven't even seen it. I know. I'm just assuming that's what happens. <laughs> it's not what happens. Um, the little, the little fingies. Yeah. Had me laughing so hard. And like, when he just is going after her, like, first of all, I'm pretty sure these creatures just kind of Rome. sit there. They were out for blood. And she f- comes out like there's a slide and she slides out. Her entire outfit is it's shredded. shredded. <laughs> pants, shirt. And then she said, like, she's about to leave the room and she's like, I have to go change my pants. Which I was like, oh, okay, because she obviously pooped herself. And then she's like, and it's not because they're shredded. Which I was like, okay, yeah, I, I got I got it the first time. <laughs> we got it. You pooped. <laughs> <laughs> she should have just been like, you're going to have to clean that cage. <laughs> and not because of Mr. Kipling. And leave. <laughs> and then and now she's trying to make amends with Emma. And help her on her science project. Yeah. And Emma is really hoping that her parents get to come to her science fair project and see all the good work she's done. And she gets a call from the parents. And long story short, the parents can't come because the movie is taking a lot longer than expected. What was it called? Glocktopus 2? Yeah. the It's the sequel. Like the glossening or something. I could make I could be making that up. I am. Uh, I know I am. <laughs> um, but this is also a time when Angelina Jolie was like the only celebrity on kid shows that would be referenced. Yeah. I feel like Angelina Jolie was like, <laughs> what is a celebrity that parents know just as much as kids know? Angelina Jolie. You know? Like it has mm-hmm. to be like like so famous. Angelina Jolie wouldn't do a movie like that. So the na- it's Galactopus 2, and Emma's very upset about this because she's like, by the time they're shooting Galactopus 3, like, they're going to miss my wedding. Like, they keep missing all these big moments. So Jessie decides to take it upon herself to go to the film set and oh, yeah. convince the parents that they have to come to the science fair. Because Jessie has her helicopter license. Yeah. When she, like, she says something about how she's, like, done something with nothing but a bobby pin and something else. I hate it here. Resourceful little Jesse. Resourceful little Jesse. Well, she shows up at the set and comes in and is like, I have to talk to these people. Like, I, it, a little girl's emotions depend on it. And the set person is like, um, you're a little bit far from a little girl. And it's weird See, to talk about yourself in third person. Why, if these characters just don't cut to the chase... Everything would be solved. Hi, I'm the nanny for Mr. and Mrs. Ross's kids. Um, we ha- I have a problem with their kid. I need to talk to them. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Right this way. But of course, she doesn't get that far. She gets like put in a room with some costumes. Which, kidnapping? Question mark? I don't know. <laughs> um, but we haven't seen decides, the nanny in five days. <laughs> she decides to, of course, disguise herself. Disguise. By putting on this jumpsuit and sneaking away. But it's, of course, about to be the extra outfit. Yeah, she's the an extra in the movie. About to shoot. And my, oh my God, it made me laugh so hard how um, 
the film guy gets up on the stage and he's like, all right, take 36 for Galoctopus 2. This time it's personal, like says the full name of the film. Yeah. Nobody does that. And then something I don't understand this movie, especially I know a little bit of how extras work. They're supposed to just not really be a, like, you know, to enhance the scene, make it like filled out, the world filled out. They yeah. call action and the animatronic, uh, um, like tentacle, tentacle scoops Debbie Ryan up and is now she's a, she's a stunt woman. Yeah, which this is you see her, you never see her face. Oh, you yeah. see her like whirling and kicking around, and you hear some probably dubbed lines of her being like, "Let me go! Wah! You're gonna get you're gonna let me go!" Oh, and, and then, and then of course, Chip is like, that extra is really killing it. Like, she looks scared. Right. No, but I'm, what I'm saying is in the reality of the show, I really hope whatever extra was supposed to do that part is getting extra pay. Well, I, I think they were all just supposed to be already dead corpses. And since Debbie Ryan didn't know where to be, she gets scooped up by it. But oh, I was like, did. if I was the director, I was going to be like, damn it. Now I have to get some featured extra paperwork over here. <laughs> right. and I have to pay right. this person more. Right. No, but like the ADR Debbie Ryan does, of course, Disney loves to do this when someone's in trouble and they can have like a cheeky thing to say about it. They'd be like, oh, take me out to dinner first. Like something like that. Which is what she says. Like, if I'm in trouble, everything that's going to be coming out of my mouth is, oh, God, please help. Oh, God. And like intelligible screams. Like, I'm not going to think of a witty comeback on the fly. Right. Who's listening? But she ends up wrestling free. She pulls the arm down. And then he's mad because he's like, that extra just broke my animatronic arm. But she takes off the hat and it's like, no, it's me, Jesse. Like, Jesse? This all could have been avoided with right. a simple hey. just cutting to the cutting to the chase. Um, but then they Jesse just says, Hey, I wanna let you know Emma is really sad you aren't gonna be there. I think you guys need to know that. Oh my god, the huge himboism of the dad. Being and they're like, like "Well, she said she it was said fine. She was fine. She like, was fine with it." <laughs> She's like, "Well, it's obviously not fine." And they're like, "So I think you should be there." And then they go, "You're fired." <laughs> Which I was like, "Good, not good." And she had points, but yeah. And but, then, well, apparently she's not fired because she still goes to the science fair. Yeah. So if she's fired, where is she living? <laughs> The I mean, streets? The streets? Or is she like, or there are they like, you could live there, but you have to be gone by the time we get back? Because he's going to take care of their kids, you know? Probably. I'm going to yeah. chalk it They're up. They're probably that. like, you're fired when we get back. Yeah. But then they, but then she tells Emma that her parents can't go, and then she gets upset. And then, of course, Jesse tries to run after her, and she destroys Emma's science fair project. And which you would think that would be enough. You would think if it was a Disney Channel sitcom, that would have been the whole episode. Right. So it's interesting that that was just a a scene and then the next scene it's fixed. I yeah, feel, they didn't explain. Well, I think it was only for like the whole joke was Zuri comes down. It's like, it's okay. Just do what I do. Blame it on Luke. And then the next scene, Emma's like, thanks for staying up all night to help um, to put together my project that Luke destroyed. So I was like, was that just for this joke? What a way to do a joke. 
I mean, yeah. I guess may I don't know. Maybe it was because you would another... think you would think at least for that would be a part of the beginning on her first day, and that's what causes I know the daughter no to be upset way with her. They did all that just for the one planet to fall off at the end, so they can make the Pluto is not a planet joke, right? Disney, I know I you just... wouldn't do that to me. I don't... Right, Disney. Like now that now that I'm thinking about this, it's like, huh? Oh my god! They had like, Debbie Ryan doing stunt work just for a throwaway joke. Huh. Yeah, probably. Interesting. I don't know. Like in the other Disney shows, the schemes and the pratfalls always are like part of a larger thing. We're spending it, too much. I, I know. I'm. We're spending so too much time on it, but it's just it's just weird. We really need to say when Debbie Ryan sends Emma up to do her presentation, and she says, "Kick some asteroid." That's what we really need to be speaking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's at, that's at the science fair when she goes kick some asteroid. I was like, there. I I my heart dropped when she said asteroid. Yeah, she punched it because you know what she was doing. She, she did. Went, she basically made like Carmen and Spy Kids too when she said shit. Oh, she's, she's talking talking mushrooms. mushrooms. <laughs> like I said, she went to the Disney office and said, "Let's make history." She did. Let's make asteroid. Listen, you're gonna put a poop joke. You're gonna put an ass joke, and someone's gonna see a bra on my show. <laughs> Those all are my the, demands. All in the first episode? You yes. better believe it. Disney's like, okay, Debbie, we love you so much. Please don't leave us. You got it, folks. Um, but Emma goes up to do her presentation, and like right as she's starting, the parents come in. Um, and she somehow misreads gravity it as gravy. gravy. That's why I said, that's why I said, is Emma the dumb one? But Who's the dumb one then? It seems like there's two dumb ones here. <laughs> Seems like there's four because well, we watched Ravi this episode. Ravi is just Ravi is the Indian one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Ah! I don't understand. Maybe the dumb one's the dad. They're all the dumb one. We're the dumb ones. They're really all the. We're the dumb ones because we're talking ourselves in circles over this freaking right. show. That's um, the point. But then, like, she does her presentation goes fine. It's. The science teacher is like, you're all disgraces except for Emma and this other guy, which is a public <laughs> educator allowed to say that? I don't think so. <laughs> but it's like between the two of them for the win and um, what something gets said about like, oh, the forces of gravity and yeah. Charles, Chip Essen is like, I think you mean Jesse. What? Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> So like che- cheesy because because so they compared like love to gravity pulls all the planets together no matter how far they are yada 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 that's like yeah but to just love. the forcing of gravity and Jesse because Disney is forcing us <laughs> with Debbie Ryan they said you're gonna take another two spoonfuls of this girl now you're was Debbie Ryan it. this popular on the Sweet Life on Deck that they said. The fans are going to love her. See? We need more of her. I want to say yes. You think? But I didn't stay on the Sweet Life on Deck train long enough to really give you an honest answer. But I feel like the answer is yes, because she also got a decom. She got a decom, but not like a high school musical where it turned Ashley Tisdale, who was um, a sidekick to London, just like Debbie Ryan was. And that made her, that elevated her popularity. I'm just trying to think what... What was I don't know. What what is it about what Debbie Ryan? I really think 
that after all these years of like doing these big, big, big characters, they thought that somebody who is like very has that small town relatable energy and like they were really banking the whole time on her like quote unquote I guess rags to riches type story where she was plucked from nothing and now she's famous. I guess it's that. I mean I get where that has appeal. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't see it. I'm just saying like usually with Disney they'll latch on to someone and they'll I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah. I didn't know Debbie I'm just trying to think, what did Deborah Rain do during the Sweet Life days that made her, like, I don't know. Yeah. And, I mean, I haven't seen enough of the show to really tell you. But it comes down to Emma and this other boy, and then the Pluto planet pops off, and it falls off. And Emma's like, (gasps) but then, of course, the science fair guy is like, well, for proving to us the scientific fact that Pluto is not a planet anymore... And she wins the the freaking science fair because her project broke. <laughs> <laughs> ah! And then like they're they're having a moment with the family again, and they're super happy and like want to be there for more things. And the dad is like, you know what? I don't care if I never work with that studio again, but I, I really don't want to be on TV. Like God help me if I'm on TV. And you're on TV, sir. Not only are you on TV, you're on a Disney Channel sitcom. I know. It's like, it's one of those jokes like, get it? We're on TV making oh, fun of TV. <laughs> so we're funny. You know what really made me laugh? Like, not for the right reasons, but it made me laugh. What? The very end of the episode, the whole family plus Jesse is all eating ice cream in their kitchen. And some pe- some people have just regular like cone and a scoop. And two or three people have, like, bucket gallons of square bricks of ice cream in front of them. And they're all getting brain freeze. And then the, um, Mr. Kipling, the iguana, knocks the ice cream off of Jesse's cone. And it hits the floor. But the sound effects, I was in tears. Because it's like, slap. Like it's it's so cartoony, and then the iguana scrambles out of the room, and it's so fast edited. It's like, yeah. That just just watch the last ten seconds of the first episode of Jesse, and you'll know what I'm talking about. I was in tears. Your this nonsense. Your comment about how at the end the parents are like, we are we're going to be around more to be with our kids. So it got me thinking, how many episodes did the parents appear? So, according to the interwebs, the dad, played by Charles Esten, only appeared in one, two, three, four, five episodes in the whole show. There was 98 of them. And those, and that's only in season one. He only appeared in five episodes in season one. Um, and then the mother, she appeared in eight. So, the mother appeared in eight episodes throughout all four seasons. So, how around were they really... <laughs> I guess if they were around, they'd have no show. So they had to, they had to have a job where they're traveling a lot. But New York, they live in New York, which has a lot of um, filming opportunities. No, am I wrong? Mm, right, it makes sense. So, hey Jesse, did it feel like a party watching this? Um. It felt like the kind of party that I have fun at for about an hour and then I'm really ready to go home. Yeah. So, you know what I wonder? 
and we haven't done this in a really long time, but I think this is the perfect um, episode to bring back WWRD. What would Raven do? <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> oh my god! So well, we, we already like... have seen Raven around a reptile, so we right. know what would have yeah. happened there. So this is when we <laughs> like to think of what would Raven Baxter do in a situation like this. So. What would be the ep- what would an episode of Jesse be like if it was just called Raven? And it's I feel not like Raven. she would. It would be one episode long because she would get in there and go, "No, I'm leaving. I'm leaving." Well, we would. Okay, there's a disguise in this episode, just like um, Raven would usually do. Mm-hmm. What what disguise would Raven end up? Doing? I still think if she got put in the extra room, she would have put on the extra costume, oh, but she would have come out of that room with a mustache on a or mustache. like some other. And she, yeah. They would have grabbed her and she would have been like, Oh no, I'm okay. dumb. My, my favorite thing is Raven can um, create a disguise out of like trash and yeah. think she's a completely different person. But the minute you ask Raven in disguise, what their name is, she never knows one. So what would Raven, if they're like, Hey, extra, what's your name? My name's, uh, uh, Octonica. Octonica, you know, of the, of the Octonitonicas. <laughs> right. <laughs> she sees the octopus. It's like, Octonica. Everything. All right. Well, now that we discussed Jesse, we watched the first episode. What are overall thoughts? I don't think I've ever seen this. If I did, it was in passing. I've seen it in passing, but I don't think I've watched like a full episode before. I think it's about what I was expecting. Do you understand or is it making connection why it is still so? Because that's my my main thing about this doing this episode, no. doing Jesse for this episode was to try to come to terms with why it's so has has had such a lasting impact. Yeah, and like why it is still the only thing that Disney Channel will rerun like on the show. Yeah. Do you think uh, it's the just network. the safest I, bet? I guess so. I mean, I don't I really don't know how often they're rerunning it. I feel like they're just using it to fill out their like, you know, 4 a.m. slots these days. Yeah. Cuz Brady and Mr. Whiskers has long since Right. But what I'm saying is like bridge. even on Disney Plus, it is on the top trending every day. Yeah, I I guess I mean, maybe just the generation of people that are, like, getting into their teens and 20s now maybe more so grew up with that show than we did. And, like, maybe that was the big one for them. That's the only thing I can really think. Because it's not bad, but it didn't strike me as anything that I was like, oh, like, I would have loved, loved, loved this if I had seen it as a young Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's still a mystery. I mean, Debbie Ryan, I would still say, is obviously in the Disney Channel history books. Oh, of course. Because she, she, everyone knows what happened when she went to the offices. Everybody knows. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting. Make that maybe it's just because it's after our time, so we weren't there for the impact in real time. But hey, if you've watched Jesse and you're listening to this, and you can tell us why you think it has had such a lasting impact and why it's still trending on Disney Plus, let us know. Yeah, let us know for sure. I am genuinely curious because I'm like, this is fine. Yeah. But like you said, it's not like a, it doesn't have a, um, an out-of-the-box concept that I think would drive people in, you know? Like Hannah Montana, you got the music. Uh, even with Lizzie McGuire, you have the cartoon. 
It's like, right. how do they, and how did Disney uh, merchandise this? Because you know they love to do that. Clothes would be my only guess. I don't know, Mr. Kipling plush. <laughs> <laughs> Wind it up and it'll attack you. Um, all right. Well, after all this is said and done, what's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is if you're moving to a new city, make sure you have a job and housing set up first so you don't just get yanked into a hell job by a child off the street. Um, my Disney Channel lesson is if you want to feed your um, the kids you nanny's pet, don't go into the cage. Just say, hey, I'm leaving uh, a snack for your lizard. If you want to feed it to him, because I'm going to let you handle it, because you know Mr. Kipling better than I do. That's my Disney Channel lesson. Good lessons. Good lessons all around. Yeah. Well, Becca, if people want to find out um, how your world is changing and turning around, (laughs) (laughs) uh, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can find me on TikTok at Becca's Records, YouTube, Becca Stogner, and my other podcast, YGSSG Podcast, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok soon. So keep an eye out for that as well if you're listening to us. Ooh. Um, If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. And if you want to keep up to date on everything and everything about this podcast you can find us on all the social medias we're on instagram twitter and tiktok just type in the time machine podcast you'll find us there rate and review us on apple podcast if you leave us a review we will read it on an episode and shout you out because we want to spread the love right back to you um give us five stars on spotify if you don't um mine dm us on any of the social medias uh we always say tell us what you like tell us what you don't like tell us what you want to hear tell us what you don't what you don't want to hear um we love talking to every single one of you guys um so please please keep it up because it's just one of the coolest things about this um because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it okay well um All right, next week we will be right back at you with a little fun something that might make you want to jump, jump to the to rhythm. Jump to the rhythm and dance to the music. Mm-hmm. That's all we got we, to say. It's another, it's another artist deep dive. It's another artist deep dive. Uh, but until we go diving in deep next week, we will see you later, time travelers. Always buckle your seatbelts. <laughs>